sometimes your kids have to grow up and actually face the reality of history because this is a historical book. You look around at the landscape today and you realize, no, not people still don't really get this thing. To die is easy, but you have to struggle for life. Welcome to Band Book Club, where your hosts, Rafaela and Nick. That was a quote from Mouse by Art Spiegelman. Yes, we finally read it, and it's really important right now because there's been some recent controversy with it being banned. So, just to give you a little bit of background on Mouse, it's all about the Holocaust and a father and son struggling to connect with each other. It is a graphic novel, which is really exciting and something different, something we haven't done here on the podcast. And it's by Art Spiegelman. It came out in the late 80s, early 90s. It's broken up into two parts. It's also the first graphic novel to win the Pulitzer Prize. That's and right. And the only one, as the, far as I know. The only one. Which is really amazing. It is. And, and this whole book is all about um, Art's own father, Vladek, and his whole struggle through the Holocaust and being a survivor. And it's really interesting because all of the Jews are portrayed as mice. The Germans are cats. And there are a lot of other animals in there. You have the Polish as pigs, Americans as dogs, the British are fish, the French are frogs, and the Swedish are deer. It's a memoir, a biography, it's historical fiction, and an autobiography. And again, it was the only graphic novel to win the Pulitzer Prize. Now recently, actually in January of 2022, a board of trustees at the McMinn County Schools in Tennessee actually removed Mouse from its school's curriculum. There was a lot of backlash, of course, to this decision, and it actually helped it become the number one bestseller on Amazon. Um, it's, it's really shocking why this was banned. Uh, the reason why the school board said they needed to take it out of the school curriculum was because there was too much nudity and it was far too violent. Well, specifically, it got banned for a scene where there's a naked, dead female mouse in a tub, which is supposed to be Art's mother after she committed suicide. And then also there are for hanging the word, mice too. Yeah, but that wasn't part of the reason it was banned. The other reason was because it has the word damn. At least that's the reason on paper. But it's really fascinating because I've seen a lot of people arguing that that's not actually why certain people wanted this book banned. Maybe that they were lying about that and they just didn't want something else that the book represented to be exposed to their kids. But if it is true, I mean, that's really fascinating because there are people getting – or mice getting gassed in showers in this book. There are people being burned alive in piles. Um, I mean, if you know anything about the Holocaust, you know it's like the least family-friendly thing you could try to depict. So to say that a curse word or a naked mouse was the part – that bothered you about this, 
is really just I, something I have no words for. It really is shocking because this was one of the most beautiful novels I've ever read. It's one of the only novels I've ever read that made me cry. I mean, I had tears in my eyes. I had a lump in my throat. And it's very rare for a book to do that to me. Um, and I think just the way this was written, being a graphic novel, worked so well for this story. I mean, your eyes are just going up and down the page, left to right, looking at the pictures. It's just really capturing you uh, and bringing you into the story. And it's so interesting because it's Art talking with his father. They're having this back and forth conversation. All he wants to know is his experience with the Holocaust. But just like anybody trying to connect with a family member, real life gets in the way. So, you know, there are scenes where uh, Art will be smoking and some cigarette ash will fall on the carpet and it'll interrupt the story that Vladek's telling to say, hey, what are you doing? You're getting ash all over the carpet. And, uh, oh, I need to take my pills. And, oh, I need to go to the store. And I don't know. I thought that was just so fun. And, and it just took you into this life. And you felt like you were in the room with Art, like trying to get stories from your family. And then you're just like, ah, oh, I just want to know about that. But it's not, like you said, it's it's about the Holocaust. But that's not what Art Spiegelman wanted this book to focus on solely. No, I think he mentions even in some of his interviews that he didn't want to come out and write some heavy-handed morality tale about how bad the Holocaust was or something that amounts to like a big lesson. He really wanted to write a story about a son trying to reconnect with his father. And the backstory of how this thing was created even is really interesting. So another thing Art said is that he never really had the best relationship with his father, and he found it very hard to talk to him. And it wasn't until he started giving him interviews and asking him questions about his time in the, the death camps that they really started to bond, which is, you know, it's sad and kind of morbid. But that's really how they came together in real life and how you see them starting to bond as father and son in this story. But I thought that was such a a, a genius move on uh, Spiegelman's part to not focus so heavily on the Holocaust, the Holocaust, the Holocaust, because it's sometimes there's a there's a topic like the Holocaust or like I don't know abortion any any of the heaviest topics they're just they're so emotionally loaded that they're kind of too hot to approach directly with art so you've you've got to put some layers kind of mm -hmm. in between it to make it approachable and that's one of the things that mouse does so well is building these layers to where it's not it never it doesn't come off as oh look how ho ho horrible the holocaust was and uh you should feel bad about that and here's lessons mm -hmm. one two three it's it's just something that's always in the background and the reality of it kind of sets in but i i want to talk about these layers for a second so the first layer that's between you and just the the heat of this subject is the medium itself, which 
you're saying you liked so much. It's yeah, being a graphic novel instead. Yeah. I don't think it would have worked as just a regular novel. I think it had to be a graphic novel. No, I mean it's it's like oh, well, this sounds silly when you say it, but it's kind of like a comic book, which is already a layer. And it's not just a comic book; it's a comic book where the characters are animals. So already you have kind of this morbid irony there. Mm-hmm. Uh, with, you have animals in comic books, and then the Holocaust. Then another layer is the fact that it's not a linear story. You're constantly going back from past to present, from Vladek's time in the camp to his uh, present-day time where he's an old man interviewing with Art. And that in and of itself was something I hadn't seen in any other Holocaust literature I've read. It's usually just straight... Mm-hmm. Going You're through the, the camp and uninterrupted, but this this was constantly disrupting that. You're in and out, and it was another genius move because every time you come out of the past and you see Vladek and his son walking around, every little detail from uh, having cereal at breakfast and the father arguing about how much cereal to have or just seeing a pool that looks oddly enough like some of the pits that were dug in the camp. Every little detail when you come back to the present is reinvested with so much meaning. And it's it's a cool trick because he never draws attention to it. It's something that happens to you naturally when you're just looking at it. So that's my spiel with the layers. Um, it's It reminds me of Hemingway uh, when he's being evasive with something that's so emotionally charged, like Hills Like White Elephants talking about abortion or Indian Camp talking about suicide. He he never touches it directly, but because of that, you feel it way more authentically. At least I did. I don't know about you. Before we continue, just a quick interruption. Are you enjoying this episode? If you are, go ahead and like and subscribe. If you have anything to add to the discussion, go ahead and comment down below. Now back to the episode. I felt the same way. I know that Art came out and said that he didn't want to be like the next Ellie Wiesel and write just uh, something all about... His book was Night, I think. Yeah. Um, Just writing about the Holocaust and, and the experience that his father went through. It had so many more layers to it. I think what was so interesting about their relationship was how do you connect with someone who really just struggled through life? I mean, this man's life is just defined by the Holocaust. He'll be known as a Holocaust survivor. So anything art comes to him with just seems so small compared to what he went through. Like you can't go to your father who literally survive the Holocaust and say, oh, like I've had a bad day or, oh, I'm feeling depressed or. Well, that's one of the themes of the book, really. I mean, it it sounds silly to say this, but the Holocaust is almost a secondary thing in this story. It's yes, it's a reality that happened. But really Mm -hmm. what's what's the focus here is the trauma that that leaves on a person or what trauma does to someone when they're trying to relate to someone else years later. But I I think given everything Vladek goes through in this book, 
that he turned out pretty okay. I mean, he was at one point the the cleanup boy in the gas chambers and the showers there. Um, he was horribly, horribly abused. Um, he he went through starvation. He watched friends die. Uh, he lost um, a son during all this, uh, Rishu, which was one of the saddest parts. But he he was just kind of a happy, kind old man when you would see him in the uh, in the present tense. I mean, he he had some flaws for sure, and Spiegelman doesn't completely let him off the hook. Which is was another smart move, I think, like not to idealize him. Yeah, but, that's true. But really, it was it was I think about trauma and fathers and sons. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Before we continue, a quick interruption. Want to purchase the book we're discussing in this episode? Well, check out Bookshop. Bookshop is an online bookstore with a mission to financially support local independent bookstores. As more and more people buy their books online, Bookshop has created an easy, convenient way for you to get your books and support bookstores at the same time. Bookshop will give away over 75% of their profit margin to stores, publications, and authors. If you want to shop the books we've covered on the podcast, visit the link down below in the description. We do receive a small commission based on sales, so thank you for all your support of our channel and podcast. I think it was also really about the experience writing a novel like this. You know, in the middle of him writing this, actually his father died. And it mentions that in the in the novel where he all of a sudden was so stuck. Like, where, does he finish it? Does he continue? He had to break it up into two parts because uh, actually um, Steven Spielberg was coming out with a movie called An American Tale, which I don't know. Another mouse-based another movie. Another mouse-based movie. Not the same Not the sort same of story. at all. But he didn't want to feel like he was copying him, so he, like, released it in two parts and he he there's this beautiful scene it was actually one of my favorite scenes there's so many memorable scenes in this novel but where he's sitting in his chair and he's drawing mouse where he has the he's he has a the human, mask but he has the mask of mouse on he has the mask on and he's trying to figure out like is it right what he's doing is he just using the holocaust to like exploit the the holocaust and and write this and make money from it off of people's suffering and then people are coming into the room and they want to make movie deals they want to make like merch they're like remember it was like wear the same vest as Vladek did and yeah i mean well one thing that spiegelman said in the interviews is when they've asked him what are you what have you been working on since mouse he says he's proud to say that the main thing he's worked on is not producing a Mouse 2 or Mouse the movie or anything else. So yeah. I really respect that integrity because when people respond to something like this yeah. in such a big way, there's got to be a huge temptation just to milk it and yeah, turn in true. all these franchises. I and- love that he didn't do that. And he really, that's not what he wanted the book to be about. Yes, there are moments in the in the book where you do see people suffering but it's not heavy-handed with that it's not just like spending a ton of time just focusing on what people went through it's more just the scenes passing through 
while Vladek is talking. But um, it was very objective and emotionally neutral about the whole thing, which again, like, ironically, taking that step back and evading all of this just makes it hit way harder. Yeah. And, you know, I went on online just just curious to see what people were saying about this graphic novel. And it's just funny to hear people's hatred of just the subject matter, the drawing style, and then also saying that, you know, people saying like, I think it's anti-Semitic to draw Jews as mice. And I was wondering, like, was that really all you got out of this, that drawing the mice, they're making Jews as mice, that was the problem? Like, do you do you think that drawing them as mice was anti-Semitic? No, because they were being exterminated back then. I mean— It was the whole point of him drawing them like that and having the Germans be, be cats. I mean, it was basically like— Yeah, predator and prey. Yeah. And so I think—and that's the other thing I, I read. It is, it's amazing how stupid people can be. I'm, I'm sorry, but if you, if you can't read something like this and f- just be overwhelmed with the humanity— Get the idea here, yeah. Yeah, instead of picking apart the, the choices. And then it was uh, saying—I I saw this New York Times article. It was saying, like, drawing the Germans as cats and then the— Jews as mice, like, does that just show that Germans were just always bred to take on the Jews as as prey? Like, were they just born to do that? It's like, no, that... Well, it's it's an interesting thing because, you know, you'd think this many years since the Holocaust, this stuff would just be, you know, real easy for people to understand. But then you see stuff like the bannings of this book in Tennessee, or uh, the fact that the book couldn't be published at first in Germany because it had a swastika on the cover and they they have a law about swastikas, or even just Whoopi Goldberg's comments on The View, all, you know, you, you look around at the landscape today and you realize, no, not, people still don't really get this thing. Get it or, yeah, or and truly that's, that's, understand. That's why the, this book is so important not just on its own, but to be in the curriculum for people to really understand it because people didn't, I guess they haven't learned the, the lessons Holocaust of the Holocaust. Yeah. No, and, and I think that's what makes this novel so good to have at school because one, it's easy to read. I think it's actually perfect for children plus adults. Yeah, this, some- this would be the first book I would pick, I think, to shatter my like four or five year old's view of the world, maybe a little older, but because of the medium and the way it's told. Right. So, I mean, I have to say, I actually night was the required reading in school for me. Never got the chance to read mouse. So I didn't either. And I, I had to read night. Um, I had to read a little bit later, man's search for meaning, Mm -hmm. which, which was pretty good, but Honestly, uh, for especially me back then, I think Mouse would have made such a bigger impact. Yeah, I agree. And I think just people don't truly understand 
the horrors of the Holocaust and why it's okay for a book like this to have some nudity or a bad word or, you know, it's like we want the family friendly version of the Holocaust. Yeah. I mean, it just makes absolutely no sense. But yeah, it is at the end of the day, just stupid. Like sometimes your kids have to grow up and actually face the reality of history because this is a historical book. It's not a fictional book. It's not, you know, make believe here. This is reality. So Yeah, if and if you don't acquaint yourself with this stuff, you'll end up like Whoopi Goldberg saying that it had the Holocaust had nothing to do with race. Yeah. Yeah. When Which I I don't want to drag her through the mud any more than that's already happened lately. I I think she was trying to say something that she probably thought sounded different in her head. But again, just it just shows a a lack of understanding of the subject. Well, we think that this book is extremely important for anyone to read. I obviously think that this shouldn't be a banned book at all. But here we are, and I'm really glad that we got to read this story. It's so hard to find this book right now. Um, maybe it'll be better. I know. I wish we had a copy. I wish on the we had table. a copy here on our table. But, but I'm glad people th- are mean, reading the it. The silver lining of this banning mm-hmm. is that it's shot this book sales up like it's never seen before. So I'm I'm happy about that. Yeah, more and more people are going to be reading this book, and I mean, Art Spiegelman hasn't really been in the news in forever, and now he's doing all these interviews. So yeah, you should go watch his interviews on CNN and NPR. He's vaping, um, <laughs> and he he's a brilliant guy. I mean, he gives really thoughtful mm-hmm. answers to this stuff. He's really trying to understand why this banning would happen, and um, he's he kind of goes through like the possibilities of why someone would ban this and he he treats the arguments like they're in good faith almost which i don't think they are but (laughs) it it's it impressed me is what i'm saying that he didn't just lash out and say like oh these idiots nazis blah 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 like he's Mm -hmm. he's really a, a an amazing guy really genuine i mean if you haven't already try and read this book it's so important i mean it's that's what we started this whole channel on is how important it is to read banned books because you can really learn something about history and make a decision for yourself so read this book get to the end and if you get through the scene where vladuk is stuck for weeks in the train cart with everybody else starving and he sticks his hand out the window and grabs snow off the roof and eats it to stay alive. If you can get through that and you you feel nothing or you're still bothered by the nudity or that someone said damn, then just unsubscribe from us, really. <laughs> I mean, I mean every so many scenes in this book just oh man, they just hit so hard, but Well, thank you so much for watching. If you are new here, make sure that you subscribe and like this video and share it with your friends. And remember, if a book is banned, it's worth reading.